This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We kind of teased this game before we got to the break, um, and it's a big matchup. It's a late kickoff, which I love because I'll be up until about 2.30 a.m., 3 a.m. watching this game, and it's USC. Taking on Fresno State, there's been some line movement. And right now, Fresno State on the road, 11.5-point dogs. Total in the game is 72.5. Have you played this? I played Fresno State. Got a better number, though. What do you got? Ryan, not only have I played it, but I've also taken Fresno State on the money line. When when the season started before the season, I told people Fresno State was going to win this game. I so badly wanted them to beat Oregon State last week. I wanted them to come in this game undefeated. But they went into the Rose Bowl last year and beat UCLA. So now they go back to Hollywood. They're not afraid of the Pac-12. This is just too big a number. We're overreacting to what we saw against Stanford with USC. I get they have all these shiny new toys and Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and the defense is scoring touchdowns. Fresno State, Ryan, as we know, that's a really, really good team. You mentioned Jake Hayner wasn't recruited by USC. That's where he wanted to play. I, I mean, he is just fired up to play in this game. I can't wait to watch it. I would take Fresno plus 11, plus 11 and a half now that it's dipped down. I'd also take them on the money line plus 340. I think this is going to be an upset special as well. This is one of those weeks. All these top 10 teams are double-digit favorites. It's looking like there's nothing going to be anything crazy that happens. There's going to be a lot of money line parlays. You knew so- you know somebody's going to ruin that this week. Yeah. There are going to be upsets. Yeah. We both like Nebraska. I think Fresno is a very live dog as well. I yeah. think this is a great matchup for them. This is going to be a close game. I think they're going to win it. Yeah, man. I've only been a couple favorites. Uh, one of them being a huge favorite in Georgia, a game that we previewed. Check out the podcast wherever you find your podcast. Bet MGM tonight. Like, subscribe, review, rate, all that fun stuff. Um, but I got a lot of dogs that I like, man. And like you said, somebody's going down. But you kind of broke it all down right there, man. USC's looked really good offensively. Caleb Williams looks awesome. They've barely had to use die. And Jordan Addison, if he's not a Packer next year, I'm going to lose my <laughs> mind because he looks so damn good. Uh, and the and Pitt's obviously missing him as well. So if you missed the game last weekend against Stanford, I watched that entire game. And I did bet Stanford. In fact, I bet Rice, even 33 and a half point dogs week one against USC. And I'm not, it's not because I'm not buying into the hype. I love Lincoln Riley as a play caller. I just worry about them defensively, especially in the trenches. But dude, They take the football away, and that's what they did against Stanford. Stanford, if you watch that game, like if you just look at the score, you're like, okay, USC rolling right now. Stanford, that program has sucked the last four years for Shaw. But, man, Stanford, like they drove up and down the field. Now, they didn't do a whole lot in the passing game, but now you're going to face Jake Hayner, who's a much better quarterback. I wish I played this right away because it was 16 and a half. I do have Fresno State plus 13. I feel like this is the perfect letdown spot. USC coming off that primetime win. They were on no ABC. Doubt. And they do have the wet. And I'm I'm talking about uh, Fresno State. I like Hayner. And they have some weapons, man. Like, they're able to move the ball. They're able to, they're able to score some points. So, I grabbed the big number here. 
and I do expect Fresno State to keep it within the number. I, I like the uh, money line play with the Bulldogs, the fighting Fresno Come State, on, the fighting Devontae Adams. I'll be texting you at two thirty in the morning because I know you'll be up oh, with me, and I and I hope that they're they're leading late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bets as well. I still like it. Anything you know, double digits. I do expect that to be a closer game than a lot of people expect, especially with Fresno State coming off that loss last week, man. Uh, another one we got to preview, and we've seen some line movement here. And here's a quick breakdown from me, really. Michigan State, 14th in the country, on the road, take it on Washington. I've been fading Washington the last couple of years, but now that's not really an option because Jimmy Lake, who, in my opinion, probably the worst coach in college football the last five years, he's gone, and the program looks like it's in good hands right now. They're 2-0. Uh, Michael Penix is actually healthy. The former quarterback at Indiana hits the portal. Washington's looked really good. But, man, I just thought that line movement was crazy. Where Michigan State opened, actually, as two-point favorites when this was released. Now we go through the key number. Anything over three, I had to play with Michigan State, even though they don't look good. I like Peyton Thorne. He doesn't look as good as he did last year. I worry about the weapons on the outside. I know there's no Kenneth Walker, but I do like the backs. I like Broussard, man. I like Berger uh, from Wisconsin, who transferred over. He leads the team about 300 yards rushing this season. Sparty's defense has been trash, but this is a numbers play for me. I like Mel Tucker. I trust him because Washington has not beat a Power Five school since 2001. A wow. Power Five, and I don't, I don't want to be on their side. Uh, yeah, it's tough, Ryan. Like you said, now that you have the three and a half, I'm going to hit this game live. I'm hoping maybe Washington goes up early. I can get like a seven and a half on Michigan State. Then I really like that. And then on the flip side, Michigan State goes down and they go up seven nothing. And it's like a pick them between Washington and Michigan State. Maybe I take that or maybe I can get Washington at like a plus three and a half. This number is a total stay away for me, though. I think the live play is the play to do it because yeah. it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a three, four point game. So I would attack it live. But I can't believe Washington's laying three and a half. Mel Tucker last year, his teams, he was an underdog in four games, and they won all four of them. So they thrive in this spot. Peyton Thorne plays his best football in this spot. Total stay away from me. Can't wait to watch it, but I would play it live. Yeah, I, I, I like that play a lot. Let's see if Louisville could get in here first. Wide open. Goal, oh, the tight end was Malik wide takes open. takes a sack and goes down to the 20. Terrible decision. All right, moving on. Here's one that I'm really looking forward to. And I also feel like it's a little bit of a trap because I played Miami because it was plus 650 to win the ACC. We've talked about that enough on the show. I went over their win total eight and a half. I know they're two and zero right now, but they don't look great. There's six point dogs on the road. Speaking of not looking great, A&M gets beat outright, uh, even with Jimbo in the number one recruiting class in the nation. It's going to take them a couple years. I don't really love Jimbo's offense right now. They're six point favorites. Minus 115 is what you have to lay at home against Miami. SEC ACC matchup total. Pretty low, 44.5. Miami on the money line, plus 185. Texas A&M, minus 225. Really quickly, what scares me here, man, is just the change at quarterback for A&M because King has not looked really good. Now they announce, I saw it today, Jimbo goes with uh, Max Johnson. who yes. transfers over from LSU. Obviously, the better arm talent. And I know that people think that, I mean, the reason that King got the start uh, was because he's better using his legs. He's more athletic. But I watched the spring game. I saw my guy Max Johnson rip off a 60-yard touchdown run. Granted, it was the spring game. Uh, I got to play in this one. What are you doing in here? Anything? I, I do actually like A&M minus six. What I love to do in college football, when a team has a look-ahead spot and they lose, like A&M did with App State, looking ahead, obviously, to Miami, and they lose, the line obviously becomes in favor of the underdog as Louisville just fumbled, oh so that's great in the red zone. But I think now there's value on A&M. You're buying low. Ryan, they can't lose this game. They can't lose this game. I love 
the quarterback change with Max Johnson. Jimbo feels yeah. desperation. You know what's crazy about A&M? After this game, they don't play a home game in College Station until the end of October. Yeah. They play Arkansas and Jerry World next week. Then they have a bye. Then they have like three straight road games. So this is their last home game in front of their home fans. They have to play well. I think they will. I think they win this game by about 10 points. So I'm taking A&M. I wish I grabbed this on the opener because you were getting an eight, I believe. Uh, Obviously, A&M, a lot of hype. I think they're probably a year away. I love that recruiting class. But, dude, I was hyping up Van Dyke for the last two months saying I could see him being the first quarterback taken. It's going to be C.J. Stroud most likely. But he looked awesome. I mean, he had, what, like six straight games last year throwing over 300 yards, including in a couple upset victories. They beat Pitt last year. In fact, he was putting up numbers that nobody had done at Miami since Bernie Kosar. And he doesn't look good. I don't love the weapons they have on the outside. I don't love the receiver room. And the offensive line has been a mess. In fact, if you look at the uh, Southern Miss game, because if you look at Miami, you're like, all right, they're 2-0, but they haven't played anybody. They played Bethune-Cookman, which I don't even know where that's at on a map. <laughs> but he had uh, three turnover-worthy throws against the Fighting Favre, Southern Miss, and he was sacked four times. He was pressured 11 times, and that's against Southern Miss. Now you have A&M's defense coming at him, and I think he might struggle, man, because as everybody knows, A&M plays a 4-2-5. I worry a little bit about Van Dyke getting picked off a couple times in this game and being able to move the football. The play that I like, A&M, there's no tape of Max Johnson running that offense yet. Miami defensively, there's some concerns for me. I like them in the first half minus three. I'm staying away from the full game. Ooh. If I had the eight, I would grab Miami. I and, like that too. But I do like the first half play with uh, no tape on Johnson, and it's a lower number, obviously. That's a, six seems like a lot, but man, Miami hasn't looked good. That's a really good call. I like that. I'm going to tell you on that. That's a little good worried about Miami winning nine games this year. Luckily, they are in the ACC, and luckily, they're on the uh, other side of Clemson. All right, moving on. Another big game coming up this weekend. Texas Tech, NC State. Here's one, one where I stayed away from, man. Uh, NC State at home, 18th in the country. Devin Larry, obviously there. Still um, 10.5 point spread. This was one Q wanted to talk about. I was wondering, like, I was like, wait a minute. Did I do anything in this game? I didn't. Um, I would lean NC State at home. I love NC State. Played their win total over. Anything for you? Nothing for me. If I had a play, I'd actually take Texas Tech. In these kind of games, I just yeah. don't trust NC State laying double digits. We saw it against East Carolina. They didn't cover. I just don't like him in these spots. And I really like Donovan Smith, quarterback for Texas Tech. He can really sling it. That was a great game against Houston last week. I do worry about a little bit of a letdown maybe. But I, I think if you had to take me, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably take Texas Tech plus 10, but I don't love it. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one. Um, you know, obviously my only concern, man, with NC State was going to be their run game, but Jordan Houston, Q's guy actually, has looked all right. BYU-Oregon. This one also seems like a little bit of a trap, man. BYU beats Baylor last week without their two top wide receivers, which is why I ended up grabbing Baylor when it was at four. Um, Puka doesn't play. We'll see if those guys are available. I just feel like this is the perfect letdown spot. Everybody loves BYU they because do. you're getting more than a field goal. Yep. And because Oregon, the perception is they're terrible this season. Rebuild year. Mario goes to Miami. They bring in Lanning, more of a defensive-minded coach. So this is a different Ducks team. Bo Nix. Um, He's the starting quarterback. It seems like he's been in college football for 15 years. But at Auburn, and I know this is at Auburn, look at the home road splits. He's a much better quarterback at home. And again, the perception is Oregon sucks because they got smashed by Georgia. I think week one just shows how good Georgia is this year, man. That's a bunch of pros. Bo Nix last week, granted it was against Eastern Washington, looked much better. 28 of 33 throwing the ball. 277 yards, five touchdowns. Against Georgia, 21 of 37, 173 yards, three picks. I'm not going to lie. I played the Ducks. Did you? 
I had to. Yeah, I, I think it's ducks or pass. I mean, that's definitely the right side. You know what's interesting? Since November 2019, it's only the fourth time BYU's an underdog. They're not in this spot much. I think this is another game that I'm going to hit live, Ryan. It's much like the Washington and Oregon game. Because of the hook's there, I really don't want to lay it. It feels like the favorite's the right side. But I kind of want the game to play out, try and get a bigger, bigger number or get a favorable number one way and attack it that way. But I'm with you. There's so much BYU love. Ryan, that was a, I mean, that was a very competitive game against Baylor last week. That took a lot out of them. I was up until like 4 a.m. watching it. It took a lot out of them. Now you have to go on the road to a packed Austin Stadium. Oregon is just waiting for you. I mean, this is going to be a big-time test. The, the total, too, 57.5. Doesn't that seem a little high? Yeah. The, the reason I whispered it is because Trista loves BYU, and I, I hate going against my teammates, and because I did something sick with the free bet. Minus 175, I just went money line. I don't, I don't trust. I can see this yeah. being a field goal game, but it's a big step up for BYU, even if it is a going to be a great game. game. 